This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello. And welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermeerwe. And today in episode 239, we're going to be looking at free versus paid online resources. Just one quick word at the start. If you uh, detect any difference in sound quality, I am recording this in our Sprinter van that my husband turned into a camper van. We are road tripping across the U.S. and are currently outside a museum in uh, North Dakota. So uh, let's get into the topic. Now, everybody who homeschools is on a budget, I'm guessing. Maybe there are a few people who can just do whatever they want, but I think most of us have a budget. I know in all the years that I was homeschooling, I had a budget I and I had to think through what I was going to buy and what I was going to need to use free resources for and just how to make everything work. So the first thing you have to stop and figure out is what is your budget? Uh, and that is going to affect what you do free, what you do paid, and how much you spend on the paid resources. I know a class that was $1,000 was totally out of my league. And so uh, those things I couldn't even look at. I'm going to go through various different things to help you decide what resources you should use free, which one's paid, and the, some kind of logic to to, to make those decisions. Um, just bear in mind that there is, as I've always said, there's nothing, there really isn't a free lunch. No such thing as a free lunch. We And it's no such thing as entirely free um, resources. Somewhere along the line, somebody has paid. You could be paying with your tax dollars. There are a number of uh, state perhaps even local city and national resources that are paid for by tax dollars that are free for us to use, but obviously our tax dollars have paid for them. But your tax dollars have already paid for them, so it's well worth using those. Sometimes you pay with your information. And here is where you will have to enter your info, perhaps get onto a, a mailing list in exchange for something. So it's called a lead magnet for the, from the side of somebody who actually uses it. Now, it should be a quality product. I know show sponsor Funder Funder has a couple of lead magnets. We have one that's 101 um, free online resources that you can use in your homeschool. We have another one that gives you uh, one module on states of matter, uh, and it's to show you what the rest of our web-based unit studies are like. But it's a quality product. If you're wanting to do states of matter with your students, go grab ours. Yes, we'll, you'll go on our mailing list. First of all, you could just get out of it. But if you like it, you probably want to hear what we're going to say. I'm going to link both of those lead magnets in the show notes so that if you want to grab them, you can. Um, by the way, show sponsor Funder Funder, once you get any one of our freebies, you get access to everything else that we're offering free. And every newsletter, we have um, a link at the bottom to take you to all the freebies so you can find them all in one place. We do value the fact that you've given us your data 
and we would like to uh, reciprocate by giving you free things. Well, as I say, you're paying with your data and you're paying with your time on our newsletter, but we'll make it worth it for you. Next, sometimes there are donors who've actually put up money and created websites. Now, this is something that you're not paying for and somebody else is, and this is truly awesome. Some of the things that I can think of are Smithsonian has a really good website. It's obviously all the Smithsonian dollars. NGPF um, is the something it's personal finance is the end is the last bit um, but it's it's a grant i know i've looked up about this i use some of the resources in the um, funder funder personal finance class and i actually just take some of the teacher classes to keep up to date with what's going on and it's all free really awesome they've got some really great games i use the games both in personal finance um also in um some of the other classes like our high school challenge. There's some good ones about college that I integrate into that. Then there's iCivics, and I'm not 100% sure now whether that's a grant or whether it's government money, but it's all great civics games. And it also has resources. So I use them extensively in Funder Funders government um, class. I use a lot of them plus other things. But if you really can't afford, for instance, our government class or another one, you could put your own one together using iCivics. Uh, they really do have a lot of resources, which gets me to the final way you're going to pay, and that is your time. So something like iCivics, there is enough that you could create a half credit high school class out of, definitely. You would have to sit there and work out what am I going to give my child. You can't just say, here's the site, work through it. It doesn't work like that. They have lots of different lesson plans. You'd have to go through and find a scope and sequence, um, perhaps for your state, what they want to cover, and find those lesson plans and tell your child to work through them, tell them which games to play, et cetera, et cetera. And this is often the, the truth that if we're using free resources, we have to put some time in to pull them together. Now, if you have time and you don't have money, this isn't a bad idea because you actually can get really quality products free, just you need to put the time in to figure out exactly which of them and how to use it. Now, point number two, so we've looked at budgets. Number two is you need to look at your priorities. What do you need to spend your money on the most? And here, a couple of different things come into play. The first thing is, what do you need the most help with? If you are really if you're not strong with math, you probably need to make sure you've got a quality math curriculum. You want to make sure that your children are well prepared for college with their math. So do be sure to actually choose a quality math product that's going to work best for you. Now, I used Life of Fred math, which is actually one of the cheapest math. It was the best thing for my children. And it happened to also not be terribly expensive. So it was great. But it was one that I graded. It wasn't an online class, etc. You've got to make it work for you. No two of us are the same when we're homeschooling. The other thing I paid money for was Spanish. I am not Spanish. I've never learned Spanish. And I wanted my children to learn from a Spanish teacher and I actually signed them up at the local co-op for classes and that teacher is now show sponsor funder funder Spanish teacher and she's awesome she taught all my kids to speak Spanish and I highly recommend if you're looking for a good Spanish teacher to spend your money on her if your child has learning needs you may need to focus on products that will work for their learning needs and uh, again that is something that you'd have to go and investigate and figure out what would be best for you uh, 
I did not spend a lot of money on English. I, I was using Sunlight, but I am an English major. I didn't need somebody else to grade my children. Um, I knew that I could actually give them good feedback. And so I, I did not use a paid class ever. And I took books in the library whenever I could. Now, I was using guides to sort of come up with essay questions, etc. Um, so my curriculum notes were paid for, but the grading I did, and as I said, we didn't actually buy most of the books uh, we'd love to have, but we had to uh, save somehow. And the library is a great free resource. They also have free online classes. So do have a look, um, depending on your local library, they will be linked up to something like Linda. Um, you might find language programs. Obviously, it's not an actual teacher, but again, you might find that they have Mango or Rosetta Stone or something like that that is available free th through your library. I have a whole episode on libraries, so you can go and listen to that for more ideas. The next thing you have to think about is your children's abilities and interests. You may want to spend more money on th on things that they are particularly interested in, particularly if you think it might be an area that they're going to go into at college. So, um, you know, for instance, coding. Now, again, I'm a coder, so I didn't need to outsource that. But if you're not and you think your child might be going towards engineering or anything in that field or perhaps just working as a programmer, you probably need to pay so that they're getting some feedback and help and actually explaining to them when they're doing it, when it might work, but at night might not be the most efficient. So for instance, again, Funder Fund Academy, we do have Scratch and Python and we give feedback, not just on whether it's working or not and help, but also if there's a better way to have done it. Art is another one I can think of. If you have a child who's really good at art, um, None of mine seemed to be particularly great. So we just did less expensive ones. Um, and sometimes we just used YouTube for arts. But if you've got a child who's gifted, that is another field you're going to want to actually pay for. The next thing you need to think of, is this a core subject or is this supplementary? If it's core and they're going to have to carry on and do more of it in college, something like biology, whether you like it or not, you probably want to make sure they've got a good solid foundation particularly if they are going to go on to college, because otherwise they get to college and you realize, oh, that free biology thing we did, they're not nearly prepared and then they're going to struggle. Um, whereas supplementary, we're looking at art, music, um, you know, anything like that, graphic design, um, you know, your electives, those things you could probably go with cheaper options. And this podcast is actually a good place to find many of those things or just, you know, when they're younger, just like extra fun stuff that they're doing because I constantly tell you about free online resources. And not everything I talk about is free, but you know, if you've been here a while, most of them are. And there's so many great free resources that you can use to supplement your core, whether to sort of go further to make it more fun or to digress um, and go a little deeper into something. Now, the next point I'm going to make, I'm going to repeat twice. Sometimes free is better than cheap. I'm going to say that again because it sounds confusing, but sometimes free things are better than cheap. Why am I saying that? Well, free things I said, you've put your time in or somebody's put money into, etc. And they often are good quality. You just got to work on it to get it, you know, to make it work for you. Cheap, I'm seeing a lot out there of things where you can pay $15, $20 a month and have access to as much as you want on the site. Well, those sites are all making money somehow. And so they're making money by often quantity over quality. As far as I can tell, now I haven't gone and tried them, so I'll, I'll 
be fair about that. But I've heard back and I'm reading people's responses when other people ask, what do you think about this? Is you're getting a video with multiple choice questions. So it's a way where people are simply, um, it's really quick and easy to do because you are, you know, it's it's just multiple choice checking the answers. You're not teaching your kids critical thinking. There is no like short paragraphs or essays that are being graded because it has to be something that's scalable to just, you know, to pay that. So you always have to think through what you you get what you pay for. I have another whole episode also on that. You can go look back um, and looking at different price of online classes to see. So just be careful of those. Remember, um, you know, that is that going to be the best way for your child to learn, you know, to have the odd class like that. But if it's your core classes, are they really going deep enough? Are you really making sure your child is thinking about it? Are they just guessing on the multiple choice or just doing it often enough until they get past? So just think through that. Um, a good reason to use free is if you have like a sample, like I spoke about our um, matter unit study to see whether you would like the style of our unit studies. And that's why we created it. We want someone to be able to have a look and go, oh, yes, that would work great for my kids. So you get, we're giving you a free module and you can say, yes, I like that. Now I'm prepared to go away and spend money on the paid ones. So do look for those free samples uh, and then, you know, put your money behind it if you like it. You could also go for free if you're not sure how long your child's interest is going to last. So if your child sort of comes to you and says, I want to code, I want to draw, and you think, well, this could be a, a real interest or not. I did this even with music. I found free apps that taught my kids the basic of playing guitar. Once they worked through that, I paid for classes. So that's another really good reason to use free is just as a tester um, of your kids. Uh, then my final point here about choosing between the two is free versus paid. Paid, you are more likely to follow through. When you've actually paid for a resource, you're going to want to use it. I myself have signed up for so many free classes and sometimes I never even started them, never mind finished them. And I know Funder Funder has a free intro to game programming class, which I'm actually about to take off the market completely because people don't really really use it initially we were actually even grading it and now it's just completely do it on on your own but so few people actually followed through after signing up they would start and then stop forget about it and so do think about that with your your own children and yourself as to sometimes you need the commitment of something you've paid for if you are this is a final look at if you are going to do free here are some ideas chat gpt uh a couple of episodes ago, Randy Smith and I together created a unit study on electricity using Chat GPT and Conmigo. She did Conmigo, I did Chat GPT. Go back and look at that one for good ideas on how to create your own resources, Chat GPT. Teachers pay teachers. I use a lot of their paid items, sometimes also free. Um, I incorporate them into my classes and my co-op classes. Go and take a look and you can just, you can actually filter by free. And sometimes there's excellent resources because if you're selling on that, you have to provide one item free for people to see the whole idea of sampling again. YouTube, obviously lots of ideas there. My podcast, as I mentioned already, also come and ask in our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology community. Come there, say, I'm looking for this. Um, what is a great free resource? And I would be happy to chime in if I know something and I know other people will too. So do come across there and do that.
Well, a reminder again, all the links that I mentioned should be in the show notes. You can just scroll below to get it or go to homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. If you found this useful, please would you give us a rating and review, share this on social media, tell your friends about us so that we get found by more people. Thanks again for listening in and I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.